Welcome to Gideon Dancers Podcast, where we spend time delving deep into the Word of God. We are glad to have you here and we pray you are blessed. Gideon Danso is the global lead pastor of Empowerment Worship Center, where God lives. In this sermon, he teaches on the God culture. From wherever you are listening to us, we hope this sermon blesses you and shifts you from where you are to where you spiritually belong. Acts chapter 2 and the verse number 41 through verse number 47. Acts, the second chapter, the 41st verse. The 47th verse, we stand to honor God in the reign of God's word. Um, Acts chapter 2, 41, 47, read together, read together the Bible, so want to go. Then they that hardly received his word were baptized. And the same day there were added unto them about 3,000 souls. As 42 says, and they continued steadfastly in apostles' doctrine, and in fellowship, and in breaking of bread, and prayers. That's what 3 says. And fear came upon every soul and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. Verse 44. And all that believed were together and had all things in common. 45. And sold their possessions and goods and parted them to all men. As every man had need. Verse 46 says. And they continued daily with one accord in the temple. And breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and sickness of heart. Verse 47, louder. Praising God and having favor with all the people, the Lord added to the church daily, such as should be saved. Father, speak right now in the language you understand in Jesus' name. Amen. It's good to see you. Keep, keep God praise. Say God culture. I'd like to celebrate the latest couple in the house. The pastor, the missus. The adults, can we celebrate them right now? Hello. Clap your hands, right? Hallelujah. Yesterday was beautiful, was awesome, was nice here at the church. Um, um, it was, was, was amazing. We continue our conversation on the God culture. Last week we established and laid the second foundation of the concept of God culture. Whenever we talk about culture, we say that it's a way of life of a group of people. Culture is a way of life of a group of people. We said that that life is manifested or is seen in the beliefs of the people, the practice of the people, the behaviors, the language, the food, the dressing, and even the relationships. We said that Jesus Christ was introducing culture to the church. When he said in John's gospel 14, 16, that I am the way. I'm the way, I'm the truth, and I am the life. This suggests the idea of culture. I am the way. The way to success, the way to family, the way to ministry, the way to relationship, the way to business. I am just the way. Whatever way, whatever move you make, I am. I am the way. Every step you take, he is the way. Every move you make, he is the way. I am the way. I am the way. You don't make a move. You don't take a decision. You don't, you don't walk anywhere. You don't do anything without Christ. I am the way. It is in him we find our path. I am the truth. Jesus Christ is the truth. The truth is a person. 
Truth is a person. Different between facts and truth. Facts can be broken. Truth is, is there's no, there's nothing beyond the truth. Truth is truth. Truth is one. Truth is a person. Truth is Jesus. I am the truth. I found out that um, throughout history and throughout life, there has been this constant battle, constant bombardment, constant confusion of the enemy trying to attack the truth. And, and it's not today that battle over what is truth started. There's been a constant battle against the truth. And thank God that the truth was buried. The truth died. The truth was buried. And I believe that when the truth died or mocked, he was first arrested, mocked, killed, buried. And for three days, lie thought he had a victory. For three days, lie thought I am the way. For three days, lie gained the upper until truth rose up triumphant. And so you can't bury the truth. You're clapping. You're clapping. He's the truth. There is no life's decision that, that Jesus has got, hasn't got something to say. And we, we, we know truth. We, we, we don't need the constitution of Ghana or America to define what is truth. Truth is what the Bible says. Truth is Jesus Christ. Truth is the word of God. Truth is the encounter and knowing Jesus the Christ. You're clapping a sick in the house right now. Truth. 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 And say, I am the life. Life. You don't have a life until you live the life in Christ. And, and culture is a way of, of a life of a group of people. So we're talking about culture. We established last week that if there's a court to, if there's a culture, then there must be a people. Talk about the people. We are the people of God, we are the body of Christ. Then we say, we say, we say and, and, and we talk about we talk about the culture must one have beliefs. So we started talking about beliefs. We ask if Christianity has truly called beliefs. Yeah, we got beliefs. In fact, Christianity is a believing thing. Everything about Christianity is belief. In fact, you cannot be a Christian without belief. In fact, we believe before we even begin to understand. The Bible said, with the heart we believe and with the mouth we confess. So, we first believe before we confess. Are you with me? As many as believe in him, to them he gave power to become. So you believe before you become. And without belief, you can't become. Whatever it is in God you want to become, you must first believe it. They that come to God must know and must believe that he is and that he's a reward of those that seek him diligently believe. And so we started talking about our belief system. So last we established what we believe in. What we believe in, and we left it off. We want to just wrap it up, and then, and then next, and then after Easter, we we'll come back to our language, and then we're going to our practices. So, so, so quickly, we're dealing with our beliefs. So, last we were established that we believe in God. We believe in God. Hello, we believe in who? Lara, who do we believe in? Hello, we believe in who? God. We believe in God. We believe in God. Who is God? We believe that God is the author of life and the final authority. In all matters, Psalms 36, verse number 9. Psalm 36 and the verse number 9. Established that God is a fountain of life. 
God is the author of life, the creator, the giver. For, for with thee is a fountain of life. Life to a Christian is God. God is the giver, the creator, the possessor, the fountain, the source of life. We don't believe in a big bang theory. We don't believe in that we once an ape and became a cockroach and became a donkey and became chimpanzee and became a human being. No, we believe that God created man. We believe in, in the creation story. That out of the dust, the Lord gone for man. And man was lifeless like a statue standing there until God bent down and breathed into man and man became a living soul. God is the author of life. You're clapping. They say we believe that God is the author of life. Life comes from God. We believe that because he's the author of life, he's the final authority in all life matters. So if whatever decision, whatever we do, we talk to God. He's the final for in thy light we see light. If your light is um, Akosombo, if your light is generator or Nepa in Nigeria, Akosombo goes off, the water can dry off, Nepa can go off, generator can spoil, your mobile phone can die. Am I preaching your church right now? The sun goes off, the moon goes off. But there's one light that shines forever and it doesn't stop shining. It's a light, you come on, it's a light of the person of God, Jesus Christ. You're clapping. For in your lights, for in your revelation, we see revelation. And so we believe in, not only do we believe in God, we believe in the Trinity. God that exists in three distinct persons. The Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. We give scripture to that. We believe in God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. God that exists in three distinct persons. First, Second Corinthians 13, verse number 14. We believe in Jesus Christ. We believe in Jesus Christ, the Son of God and the Savior of the world. John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have one everlasting life. We believe in God, the Trinity. 2 Corinthians 13 and verse number 14. If you're taking notes, please take notes. These are heavy spiritual doctrine. This is who we are. Christianity, this is the tenet of Christianity. This is the, this is the foundation of our Christian faith. And it's important that if you're understanding our culture, we must understand where we have come from, who we are, and what is Christianity. We believe in the Trinity. God that exists in three distinct persons. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. You see, the, the, the reason why this is important is because some believe, they, some believe in, the, in mother nature. Some believe in some supreme force. Some believe in that it's something that exists. We are not talking about something that exists or supreme force or mother earth or, or nature. We believe in God. Not only do we, we believe in the Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And then we believe in this, we believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and the Savior of the world. Are you being at all? He's not a prophet. He's not a teacher. He's not a rabbi. He's not just a good man. He's not just a religious leader. He is the son of God and the savior of the world. And without him, you got no life. Because life is in Christ. A good place to clap your hands and give a prayer. I'm just, I'm just running through. I'm just quickly running through what we went through last week. And we said last week, we believe that Jesus Christ was crucified. And that he was raised from the dead after three days. We believe that he conquered death, hell, and the grave. First Corinthians 15, 3 
to 6, Revelation 1, 18. We believe that because he resurrected, we believe in the resurrection of the dead. 1 Corinthians 15, 12, and 13. We believe that when we die, life is not over. We believe in the resurrection of the dead. We believe that when the trumpets are sound, the dead in Christ shall rise first, and we that are alive shall be caught up and meet the Lord in there. That's why we don't mourn that those who don't have hope. We believe that our brothers, our sisters, our mothers, our family, our loved ones who die in the Lord, we will see them again. We believe in rapture. We believe that he will return and come back again. We believe that Jesus Christ is coming back again. This same Jesus who you seen going up. He shall return and shall come back. And we believe there's no name that's going unto man by which a man shall be saved except the name Jesus, at the name of Jesus. Every knee should bow and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is the son of God to the glory of the Father. Your clapping is sick in the building. Come on, go. This is what we believe. You're clapping. You're clapping. I can't feel a clap. I can't feel a shout. I can't feel a clap. I can't feel a shout. We believe in the resurrection of the dead. First Corinthians 15, 12 and 13. We believe that there's no name given to myself by which man should be saved. Seven name Jesus. Acts chapter 4, verse 12. We believe that Christ is coming again. Acts chapter 10, Acts chapter 1, 10 and 11. Revelation 22 and verse number 20. Today we want to, want to continue with our belief. Today we want to continue with our belief. This is what we ended last week. And so today we, we take further into, get further into our belief. We believe in the church. We believe in the church. We believe what? In the church. That the church is the body of Christ. The church. We believe that the church is the body of Christ. And God's embassy teaching about the kingdom of God. This is a major belief in our culture. In Christian culture, we believe that the church is a body of Christ. We believe in a church as a body of Christ. You cannot be a Christian and not be part of the church. It doesn't work. Oh, well, me, I believe in God, but I don't go to church. That's a problem. And we're going to discuss your problem right now. That's, a, that's an issue. You know, all these religious institutions, no, you're, you're the problem. The church is beyond religion. What is the church? The church is the body of Christ. The body of Christ. The body of Christ. In other words, Jesus is the head of the church. The head of the church is Christ. The body of the church is who we are now. That's what we are called the body of Christ. So you cannot be a Christian and not be part of the body. The church it's not just an institution. The church is the body. The body of Christ. Jesus is the head of the church. We are the body of Christ. So the head is Christ. The body is you and I. So without you, there is no body. There cannot be a head without a body. Look at your body. You have a head. They have a body, right? Christ is the head. We are the body. So when you are part of a church, you are not part of just a religious, it is politicians and governments and people that try to define us and all the religious, when they say, that, look at us, all the religious group, okay, 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 please explain it well because you are trying to put all of us together. No, we are the body of Christ. 
We are the extension of Christ. We are the body of Christ. Christ is the head and the head of the church is Jesus. He said, give me, give me a vision. Ephesians 1 and 22 say, Ephesians 1 and 22, and have put, and have put all things under his feet and gave him to be what? The head of all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him, the filling in all. You cannot be a Christian and not be part of the body. Being a Christian is saying I am part of the body. I'm either an arm, stomach, intestine, liver, kidney, heart, blood. I am, I am, I am part of the body. So you cannot be a church. You cannot be a, a Christian and not be a member of this body. Because the Bible says we are one body with many members. That is why when one person does not come to church, the church is not full. That's why one church, one, one Christian ministry cannot be the body. It is together we form the body. No matter how big your church is, you are still not the body of Christ. It is together we all come together to become the body of Christ. Give someone a person, we are the body of Christ. Tell somebody to say, 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 to say. That you are Christian. No, say, 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 to say that you are Christian and don't go to church means that you are saying you are part of a head without a body. Are you with me at all? That is to say that you are part of a head without a body. If there's a head, there must be a body. Jesus is the head. We are the body. So you cannot be a Christian and not be part of a body. If you are a Christian and not part of the body, you are only connected to the head. But with a head, a head must lead a body. A head must guide a body. A head must guide a body. We are the body of Christ. The idea of Christianity or the idea of the church is that you are part of the very body of Christ. Watch this. Which is why Jesus doesn't show up in his church because he's already in the church. Maybe the Holy Spirit does. There are things we say, of course, we say and we declare, but the concept of the body of Christ is that he doesn't, he doesn't show up. He's already in the body. We are the body. He, he, do I need to show up when I'm in my body? I'm the body. Unless I begin to do things, yeah. But Jesus Christ is really the body. We are the body. So when we talk about, that's what the Bible says, he who eats and drinks the body, the communion, without discerning the body, eats and drinks and brings domination. Upon. So eating the communion and not discerning the body of Christ is judgment. It causes judgment. You bring damnation upon yourself. You cannot partake in communion, partake in the blood, partake in eating of breaking of the eating of the body and not discern the body of Christ. Please smile and tell someone, we are the body of Christ. We give some person, I love you the love of God. Just because you make the body. We make the body. I can't feel you right now. Come on, give some person, I love you with the love of God. Because without you, there's no body. Without you, there's no body. Come on, talk to me right now. Say, without you, there's no body. When I'm a Christian, I'm saying I'm a member of the body. I may be a liver, a kidney, a heart, a lungs, a white blood cell, a prostrate. I am a womb. I'm something. When you are a Christian, you become a member of the body. So being a Christian, you is simply impossible. 
impossible to be a Christian and not be part of the body. You're clapping this right now. It's impossible. It's impossible. I don't know what Christianity you are practicing. Say, I'm a Christian, but I don't go to church. It doesn't make sense. Because the world told you that church is, church is an organization. Church is a religious group. No, it's not. Church is extension of Christ. In other words, if the world is looking for Jesus, they must see you. Wish so, so when the church shows up, Christ shows up. Oh, we are the body. That's why whatever the church does must be what Christ would do. That is to say that we reflect Christ. We review Christ. We show to the world. That's why it is dangerous for the world to be like, for the church to be like the world. It's dangerous. The challenge of the body of Christ today is that the devil has manipulated us to follow the standard of the world. We are the body. So if a matter was brought to us, we'll handle it the way Christ will handle it. Do you understand what I said? Yeah, we will. How will Christ handle this? That's what we do. The church is the body. Oh yeah, we got issues, but the body can heal itself. Oh, the body can heal itself. Oh yeah, the body can heal itself. Once the arm is not cut off the body, no matter how painful, no matter the hurt, no matter what is broken, once the arm sticks with the body, it's only a matter of time that the arm will be healed. So long as you stay connected to the body, no matter the challenges, the pain, the hurt, what you've been through, we can heal ourselves. There's enough blood, enough healing, enough word that can heal the body of Christ. You're clapping. A sick in the building. Come on, go. The church is the body of Christ. Tell somebody, I have a problem. Would you be a Christian and not be part of a local church? Come on, say, say by the way, if you care to know, Christ is not building your family, your business. He's not building Ghana. The only thing Christ is building is his church. And I will build my church and the gate of hell will not cannot, shall not, must not stand a chance. You're clapping a sick in a building. Come on. Go! He's the head of the church. He's the head of the church. Can you be proud and say, I am a member of the church. Oh, come on. Say it with a audacity. I am a member of the church. Come on. Gibson House. I'm a member of the church. I'm a member of the body of infant. I belong to the global body of Christ, the universal body of Christ, but also believe in a local church. I am a member of Empowerment Worship Center. That's my local church. But even more, so, I am a part of the universal body of Christ. And together, the Bible says, until we all come to the unity of the faith. The body of Christ. The body of Christ. It's not possible. It's impossible. It doesn't happen. It's impossible. I can't be a Christian and not be part of a church. It's, it doesn't work. You can't be a Christian at home. It doesn't work. It's not biblical. What is, what is Christianity? Christianity is the body of Christ. He's the head. We are the body. So when you're, when you're part of the body, then you're a Christian. It's actually when you're part of the body, you become a Christian. That's why, that's why fellowship is so critically important. I, I will teach on that as we go. Fellowship is one of the most powerful cultures of the church. Fellowship. Because anytime that one will kill you, he will isolate you. Isolation leads to elimination. That's why the enemy will offend you not to be part of the body. That's why the enemy will make you think you are so powerful not to be a Christian, not, not, not to be a member of church. Yeah. 
you find when people get into money, the first thing that comes, they're going to, oh, oh, this church crap. That's when they want to kill you. Yeah, yeah, he does that. I'll teach you that. Yeah. Be powerful, be elevated, stay in positions, be great, and be proud, Christian. I am a Christian. Be proud, your clap, your clap. Be proud, Christian. Be proud, Christian. The church is a body of Christ. And hear me. And the embassy of God on the earth. The high commission. The embassy. The Bible says we are the ambassadors of Christ. And there cannot be ambassadors without embassy. How are you an ambassador and you don't have an embassy? You're a dangerous ambassador. Me, I just go out and preach. I just preach in the car in the street, but I don't go to church. Liar boy. Lie you, liar boy. You are a liar girl. Anybody watch that thing? You are a liar, liar boy. You cannot be an ambassador and have an embassy. If you're an ambassador, it suggests that you have an embassy. Where is your embassy? The embassy of God on earth is a church. We are the body. The, 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 that's when we come into the aspect of the church that is institutional. The, the, the first revelation of the church is the body. The aspect of institutional is that we are the embassy of God. In other words, anybody that wants to know matters of America goes to the American embassy. Matters of Britain go to the British High Commission. Anything you want to know about God, come to the church. We are the only legalized, mandated institution that, that, that talk about church, represent God, talk about God, show God, reveal God, and by the way, we give visas to heaven. Can I give a visa right now? Your clapping is sick in the bin. We give visas to heaven. Come on, tell somebody, issue some visa, issue your visa. Say, issues visa. How, how do we, how do we, we issue visas when we lead people to Jesus Christ for all those that are called upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Can I get any embassy in the house? Can I get some counselors who are giving visas right now? We issue visas. One of the most powerful things about an embassy is that an embassy is the place for asylum seekers. You, you, Ghana police is chasing you. You run to British High Commission right now, and Ghana police must stop chasing because you are in a nation within a nation. Have you ever been to Vatican? Vatican is a nation in a nation. So, see, if I run to the embassy of the United States, no matter what I've done, Ghana government cannot arrest me in there. And in fact, even for the diplomat, even worse. You don't arrest a diplomat. You have to engage because they are a nation within a nation. You run there and before you are arrested, there must be a negotiation conversation. That's why the Bible, the same is true that we are the earth God gave to man. Man seated it to the devil and made him the God of this world. Jesus called him. He said, the prince of this world coming but has nothing in me. Who is the prince of this world? The devil. People say God is in control. God is in control. It's a cliche. It sounds nice, but God is not really in control of the earth. Who is in control? The one that's in control of the earth is the devil. If God was in control of the earth, there would be no accident. There would be no rape, there will be no suicide, there will be no armed robbery. It's the devil that is God is only in control of those who have given their life to him. 
If you give your life to Jesus Christ, God is now in control of your life. So watch it. So watch it. So this earth is controlled by the devil. And God said, I am going to plan an embassy on earth to to enforce my assignment and my affairs and to deal with this devil. So God plans the church. We understand that the church is the embassy of God now. We, we represent God. We do God. We show God. We manifest God. We give visits. We are the legal entry point by which people should know God. So watch this. We become the embassy. Just as when you enter into the embassy of America, the Ghana government can pick you up. The same is true. When you run to the house of God, you find safety for the Bible. In the name of the Lord is a strong power. The righteous run into it and shall be saved. The church, therefore, should be the place of safety, the place of covering, the place of protection, the place of power, the place where the enemy cannot touch, cannot break. The church is beyond an institution. The church is a force, it's a powerhouse, it's a place of authority, it's a place. Where demons are expelled and darkness is embarrassed. Your clapping is sick right now. Come on, go. The church. We believe in the church. Smile and tell somebody I've been chased. That's why I came to the church. And don't chase me out. You, you know what I say? You know, tell somebody I've been chased. They were chasing me. That's why I came here. But the last time I checked, it was said, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and shall be saved. Guess what? I came here because some devil, some cancer, some frustration, some affliction, some bitterness, my past, my errors, my sins were chasing me. Then I ran to the name of the Lord. And when I got in here, this place should be a place of safety. You're clapping. You're clapping. You're clapping. The church is a place of safety. And we become all religious who miss the purpose of the church. They brought an adulterous woman to Jesus Christ. And the religious people said, We got there. Caught her in adultery. Wondering, wondering where the man was. We'll talk about that later. It takes two. I don't know whether those people went to the woman. The woman didn't give them some. So they've been meaning her. I don't understand. They brought a woman to Jesus Christ. And they quoted the written law. You see, people can read the law and don't understand the spirit of the law. You see, there's what we call the mind of those who made the law. You can literally interpret it. And you'll be very wrong. You have to go beyond the literal interpretation to get to the purpose, the spirit of the law. Why? So they brought a literal interpretation and Christ said, I wrote it. When I, I gave it to Moses, because it was dark, it was a shadow, he couldn't see clearly. But I'm the, press, I'm the person. So they quoted the shadow. Christ knelt down and quoted the spirit of the law. <laughs> he wrote it. And by the time it was down with the spirit, every one of them, I, I, I don't think that he wrote about their own sins, but he wrote about mercy and forgiveness and grace and power. That's the church. The church should be gracious. We are the, 
we, we have to act the way Christ acted in all matters. People are, it's so cold outside, don't be cold in the church. How, how dare you look at an unbeliever? And like, who do you think you are? Who do you also think you are? Really? Seriously? I mean, we are the body of Christ. The embassy. The embassy. The last time I checked, everything about America, you go to the American embassy. Everything about God, people must come to you. You know what, do you know, do you know what people, do you know why people don't really want to go to heaven? Because you don't show heaven enough. I never want to say. You know, you know, you know, you know, one of our, one of us, one of, one of our sons is a, how do you call that, those people who, is it a designer, what do you call, no, the people that, the people that people give their clothes and they walk on, what's it called? Huh? What? Model, okay, model. We are supposed to be God's models. Why would I wear a Gucci? Because somebody wore it and looked nice, and the way they walk, I feel like, ooh, I'm going to walk in that too. Somebody is a model because he wears the brand of another person to make you feel like, hmm, I want to get one. They put the word. Why people don't want to talk about heaven? Because you are not wearing heaven enough. There's, no, there's nothing that look at heaven on you. You got to walk the miracles and the testimony and the power and the favor and the glory of God. You are. You're clapping. You, 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 you got you to walk peace and walk joy. How, how, how are you talking about peace and you yourself look so disturbed? You look so defeated. You're talking about victory. Lift us. I got the power. Lift up our hands. I got the power. We are the church. The embassy of God. People want to go to America because Americans represent America well. The video they show, the picture they show, you feel like going there. We are the embassy of God. We talk about God. We show God. We manifest God. The church. I believe in the church. Smile and tell someone, I believe in the church. I believe in the church. Number two. Number two. Number two. Next point. Second thing we believe in, I like to talk about, we believe in the Holy Ghost. We believe, we believe, we believe in the works of the Holy Ghost as well as the different manifestation of the Spirit. The Holy Spirit, His works, His manifestations and activities. We believe that the Holy Ghost is still at work. We believe that the Holy Spirit, the third person in the Trinity, is still at work. This is our belief. This is what makes the church powerful. This is what makes our culture powerful. We believe that we don't do things by might, not by power, but by the Spirit of God. We believe. That we are not beaten to obey. But the Holy Ghost grants us grace. And giftings to make things happen. That's why I love this culture. We believe in the Holy Ghost. And its activity. You cannot be a member of Empowerment Worship Center. And not believe in the Holy Spirit. And its activities. Every day. Every Friday. 
every Wednesday, every Tuesday, and every Sunday, the activity of the Holy Ghost is present with us. Anybody excited about the gift of the Holy Ghost right now? I can't feel you clap your hands right now. I can't feel you clap your hands right now. I can't feel you give God a praise now. Come on, give God your loudest shout of praise right now. Come on, say, Holy Ghost! We are not a, we are not the people that believe the Holy Ghost is not wet. We are not the people that think that the work of the Holy Ghost is done. No, we believe the Holy Ghost is still at work. Oh my God, I love the Holy Spirit. I love the fellowship and the, the communion of the Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. We believe that the Holy Spirit is both a person and not a person. The Holy Spirit has personal properties ascribed to the Holy Spirit. We believe that. We believe that he's endowed with understanding and wisdom. We believe that we believe that he, he has a will, he expressed love, he has a mind, he prays. We believe in the passive personality of the Holy Spirit. We believe that he, is, he can be grieved, he can be tempted, he can be lied to, he can be insulted. We believe in the actions ascribed to the Holy Ghost. He speaks, he teaches, he commands, he intercedes, he forbids, he warns. We believe in the personal character ascribed to the Holy Spirit. We believe that he is called the comforter, he is, the, he is a witness, he is a counselor, an advocate, a friend, a partner. We believe that he is the justifier, the sanctifier. We believe in the pronouns used in, in describing the Holy Spirit. We believe in, 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 we believe that the Spirit, that the Spirit, the Holy Spirit is frequently spoken of and, 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 and in a, in a mass agenda of God. You see, can you believe, can you believe that there's currently an argument in the church about gender neutrality of God? That's another conversation. We believe that, we believe that the pronouns given Holy Spirit is a male pronoun. He is. He can be grieved. He can be tempted. He can, he can warn. We believe in a non-personal act for the Holy Ghost. We believe that he can be compared to a dove, but not a dove. We believe that he is sometimes referred to as fire, as wind, as a cloud. We believe that the Holy Ghost is still at work. He is a person and he's a non-person. He can be encountered, he can be felt. We believe that he can be grieved, he can be tempted. We believe that he can warn. We believe that he's a comfort, that we believe in the Holy Spirit. I love that he will, we, the Holy Spirit gives gifts. He gives gifts. I'll take my time and, 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 and work on this one. First Corinthians chapter 12 and verse number 14. First Corinthians 12. Now there are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are differences in administration, but the same Lord. There are diversities of oppression, but in the same God which worketh in all. But, there are manif but the manifestation of spirit is given to every man to profit with all. Tell somebody, you got a gift given to you by the Holy Ghost to profit the body. And ask them, where is your gift? Say, I've been meaning to ask you for the last five years. Where is your gift? Please give somebody a knock line and say, hey, where is your gift? What gift do you operate in? What gift do you work in? Because everybody has got a gift. You're clapping. You're clapping. You're clapping. You're clapping. 
Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. I need a sustained clap right now. I need a sustained clap right now. I need a clap right now. We got gift. We got gift. The Holy Ghost give gifts. The fruit of the Spirit is who we are. The gifts are the weapons we used to fight. Hear me? The Holy Spirit gives gifts. The gifts are our tools. Every carpenter must have a tool. I would mentor. Every soldier must have a weapon. Every police officer must have a weapon. You cannot be a full effective Christian without the gift of the Spirit. You are like a police, a soldier without weapon. You can be beaten. No wonder you don't win anything. Every day you look defeated, look sad. Every day you are crying and they are chasing your dream, your sleep. You are being harassed. You don't pray and talk. You don't fight. You don't do anything. You don't, you don't shanga mama. And don't broskoto. You don't udulu, ikata, ividi, imasa, olaka, ibede, adudukutubu, ibantinimikiti, ikiri adukutu, wandenimikopa, eva akatei, ra nokobo. Mapeli etesh ka adi ota e kede e tuli eta vidimo kobo tu walei sota e kiriamato e paya kamataya. What was that? I'm exercising the gift of God given to me, and I just spoke in my heavenly language. You're clapping. You're clapping. You're clapping. I just switch on you. I just switch on ikada bakutaya walei tunimika avana makutala kola basaya. Hey, out of your belly shall flow rivers. Stop looking at me and speak your heavenly language. Look at me. Look at me. Someone said, Prof, I can't speak in tongues unless I'm charged. Are you a battery? Are you a phone? It's your language. Ah, hey, 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 hey. Don't get it twisted by my skinny jeans. I can still fire. Ikada, 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 Ikada. What about Ipada? Hey, 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 hey. Where all my handsome men that can fight in tongues? Where all the pretty ladies that can fight in tongues? Rapada, Pana, Paya. Alay, Tunukusaya. Be seated. See this. Girl, I know, I know. Even in your wedding, you can fire. Don't let me embarrass you. It's your day. I'm going to give you the microphone to fire right now. For, look at it. For one is given by the, by the Spirit, the word of wisdom. What is the gift of the word of wisdom? Ability given to by the Holy Ghost to apply the word at a given situation. Or where the Holy Ghost drop in your spirit that concerns a matter ahead that gives you direction, instruction, and responses to the devil. How many of you know that in any given, God can give you a word that gives you direction. A word that becomes a weapon of victory. A scripture that becomes like the sword of spirit that can cut the enemy into two. Word of wisdom, a direction. Have God ever given an idea before? You were battling something, suddenly God dropped an idea in your spirit and it became a resource. Come on, can I behind this You Look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me. Quare me, quare me. Look at me, Facebook. You are a an embarrassing Christian. I'm telling you, if you are so-called born again and don't walk in the Holy Ghost and don't pray the gift of God, this phone here, if there's no internet, this phone is useless. Or they, they, you can just make phone calls and store information. 
get internet and see the things you can do. You can go to all dangerous apps. You can Uber and Yango and Boat. You can be in Ghana and be in China. Are you, have you wondered why it takes you a long time for you to get a word? Because your internet is slow. Your connectivity with the Holy Spirit is so slow. You are jammed. You are waiting on the anointing of Prophet Gideon. It's that you are connected to somebody's wife. And no wonder you get viruses. You are a Christian. You have all kinds of virus. You, 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 you never pick, you never bring your Wi-Fi. You have no Wi-Fi. You are looking at me. You are, you, you are carrying your phone. Wherever you go, hey, give me, give me, give me your password. Give me your password. I'll give you a password. No wonder you have about 10 prophets with brown oil, blue oil, yellow oil, green oil. You are looking at me. You quit me. No wonder you are sitting here very confused. Whenever you became born again, God gave you a mess of the spirits. Yours is to grow it and overflow in it. And the overflow in the gift is the gift of God. Overflow in the spirit is the gift of God. Where of wisdom. Ability given to our Holy Ghost. For word in season. For direction. For counsel. For word. A scripture. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by everywhere that proceeds out of the mouth of God. That's a weapon that silences the devil. Are you battling depression? Are you battling fear? Are you battling the enemy? Is the enemy trying to scare you of health issues? By his tribe, a wedding season. Korozikataya, wisdom, a direct, an idea given to by the Holy Spirit. God never made counter, He only makes original. Stop comparing people. Get your own way. And to another word of the word of knowledge. What's the word of knowledge? Ability given to the Holy Ghost to, dis, to decode information that otherwise, by the gift of the Holy Spirit, you would not have known. In other words, the gift to be able to tell people their stories. Hey! hey! Sometimes they can look and say, Hey, are you a human being? I'm a human being by the grace of God. See, the, the challenge is that the, the church is so bankrupt of the gift of God that when we see a problem, you run, you run to chase a problem because you yourself, you are not operating your gift. You're looking at me, I'm a prophet, but I don't want you to chase me. That's why I don't teach you, I don't teach you, uh, I don't do prayer for me. If you call me, me, I won't pick up. Me, I have my own thing I'm doing, I won't pick up. I'm telling me, me, your emergency will not be my crisis. Find your own God. My summons will build you up, never to depend on me. But what God in time and in sundry parts spoke to his prophet. But now I've spoken to his son. In time and sundry parts, the prophets were personal engagement, personal contact between and God. But now you have been given a measure of the spirit. Everybody has got the Holy Ghost. The day you became born again. Grow it in it. Word of knowledge. Ability to decode people's story. <laughs> when, when, when the woman by the way was trying to mess up with Christ, she just looked at her and said, hey, you, you won't get a word. Okay. Go and call me your husband. The woman said, hey, I have no husband. Christ said, huh? You have answered well. You've been with five. Even the one you are with is not yours. The woman said, hey! You men of Samaria, come and see a man. Word of knowledge can break people because God gives you grace to tell people what you didn't tell, but God reveals to you. God reveals. It's a gift. Decides. It's a gift. It's a gift. You cannot operate in it. It's a gift. It's a weapon. Word of knowledge. Word of wisdom. Next one. Next one. Verse 9. Verse 9 says. Let's go verse 9. To another, the, the, another faith. 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 There's a gift of faith. 
A gift that says, there's a gift. Look at it. Look, look, at, how, look at how the gift of faith operates. You can say three or four articulators can drive in this space. Are you with me? This space says, I believe I have a faith that says four articulators can drive in this small space. That sounds crazy and natural, but the gift of faith says it is possible. Ability to believe God for the impossible. And I'm trusting God that God of imp all impossibilities will blow your mind, your clapping. You are not slapping your hands well. You are not slapping your hands well. You are not shouting well. The gift of faith. In other words, what is impossible become possible. A special gift to what? Look at me. Look at me. And after tell something, there's nothing we do in God without faith. And in fact, and in fact, there are levels of faith. Bible said, let him that prophesy, prophesy according to the profession of the spirit. Even to prophesy, even to prophesy, you need faith. You think that I call you and say you are called Joyce. Eh? The devil won't tell you, what if it's not true? Don't tell you, what if it is true? I know. You, need, you need faith to operate. And a special gift given to people to walk in faith. To another, the gift of healing. I believe that you can be healed. I believe by his stripes you are healed. You can lay hands on the sick and the sick shall recover. That's verse 10. Verse 10, let's go. To another workings of miracles. I still believe that God is still in the miracle business and God can create and work miracles. I believe in the miracle. Every Friday night, we come here for the miracles. I am trusting God that you will experience a miracle. The gift of the workings of, to another, the gift of prophecy. The devil is, if you're part of a member, if a member, if a member of Empowerment Worship Center, you strongly believe in the prophetic Thick. Not prophetic. Prophet is thick. Because we are students of the prophetic in this house. We believe we believe to speak by inspiration. We don't speak by the news. In the last days, our poor must prophesy, and your sons and daughters will prophesy. Despise not prophesy. Son of man, can this boss lay down a prophesy? Prophesy. And I prophesy as I was commanded. Prophecy. The gift of prophecy. Special gift to prophesy. To foretell. I love the next one. The gift of discerning of spirit. Ability to detect a source of a spiritual manifestation. And every believer needs that because the enemy can mess you up if you don't have discernment. And I've seen many believers make wrong choices, deceive and bar because they never walk in discernment. Tell somebody, pray for the gift of discernment. Say, pray for the gift of discernment. Because, because you, you have to know that there are three kinds of spirit. And the daughters, the doorway to the spirit is discernment. There's a gift of what? There's a spirit of man. The spirit of God and spirit of the devil. The spirit of God, spirit of man, and that of the devil. Spirit of, spirit of God, spirit of man, and that of what? The devil. You are 
etrapitite human being. You have a soul. You are you you are a soul. You live in a body. You have a spirit. So there's a spirit of man. There's a spirit of God and spirit of the devil. And usually the spirit of man alone without God is still under the control and the manipulation of the devil. So it is only when your spirit is connected to God that you are in tune with God. Our spirit bears witness the spirit of God that we are the sons of God. When you have become born again, your spirit gets renewed by God and you are connected to God. Are you with me at all? Now the idea of discernment is that discernment gives you the grace to detect what spirit is at work. Is it you? Is it God or the devil? Because sometimes it can be you. Sometimes it can be the devil. Which one is at work? Which one is at work? When you go to a church, how do you know that's from God? Discernment. Because Paul, a damn cell walked with Paul for three days. Paul the apostle. Hijacked, making noise. Sometimes people can be shouting in church and they are on assignment too. Yeah, I've seen people who are shouting, but they are assigned to distract the service. And if you are not careful as a prophet, you think that you are praising God, but they are distracting the service. It's too light. You are too light to understand. The girl was shouting, hey, these are the men. These are the men. These are men that preach. These are the men that preach the good news. What she was saying was true, but Paul was grieved. Can somebody be praising you, but it's a setup? And how do you know discern it? You got to learn the grace, the spirit, discern to discern who is speaking. Who is speaking? My brother, I was speaking in tongues. This guy is from Pastor Nathaniel Baptist Church. So when I was speaking in chief, when I was speaking in chief, he was looking at me. It was tongues. The Lord bless you. Understand by the spirit. We love Pastor Nathaniel Baptist, right? We love him. We love him. Watch it. Descend. Because sometimes it could be God. It could be you or the devil. Abraham. 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 Sarah said to Abraham, Charlie, what about Hagar? Go to Hagar. Have a baby. Hagar is my, 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 my maid. The baby will become my baby. Abraham said, Sarah, confirmation. Because I've been waiting all this while. <laughs> the father Abraham did not rebuke Sarah. Me. Abraham had already been looking at Hagar for a long time. And as soon as he said, I have Confirmation. Be careful people who mislead you by the spirit. Abraham went to Hagar. A baby came out. Trouble started. The same Sarah came back and said, hey, send this born woman and the son away. Abraham said, the first time I heard from you and I followed you, you landed me in trouble. Shut up! God said, this time around, I'm the one talking. So you have to know when she's speaking, when God is speaking, and when the devil is speaking through her, your clapping is sick, and that one you need discernment. Now, this one's for all those who are married, married men and women. Know when her emotion, because women can talk through different means. When they are quiet, they are talking. When they are talking, they are talking. When they are crying, they are talking. When they are sleeping, they are talking. When they are bored, they are talking. When they are emotional, they are talking. When they are cold, they are talking. Every talking is talking. All those who are offended are binary in Jesus' name. Any woman who has bowed her head, look at me right now. You know what I'm talking about? By divine authority. They talk through so many. They talk. Talk. They talk. They talk, they talk through everything. So discern which one is talking. Because sometimes you can miss it. Sometimes God is talking through them. But because you are irritated and you think that they are prejudiced, people can give you dreams. Especially this circle. This circle is not for dream. If you dream, go and take the circle leader. 
I'm telling you. Because people can, people can mess you up in any of their dreams. And we believe in gift. We believe in a gift. And we are trained. But there are some dreams that are dangerous. Demonic dreams. Malaria dreams. Cockroach dreams. Are you not at all? Some dreams are, are, I mean, how can God show about 20 people the same thing in different directions? The same God, it doesn't work like that. One, somebody's lying and people are bold to lie. So what's your prophet? What's your prophet? We'll give you dreams. Because what you believe is what the devil will give it to you. Be careful the enemy does not deceive you in your game. Are you not at all? Discernment! And, and the reason why I wish we were not online, the reason I have to take my time and deal with it because in a church like this, where we pray and, and we're very prophetic and very spiritual, people can mess you up. They can be bold. They are anointed to lie. They lie with conviction. They lie, they don't blink their eyes. They speak with authority and give you a word. But they got no word. Because sometimes even the soul, emotions, it's not God. Design. Discernment, discernment is like the police officer in order gift. Ability to, to detect what is working. And you've got to be able to detect it. Because sometimes you are getting in the way. And you've got to know, is it God or me? And sometimes your own feelings can give you a direction. You have to discern it. Discern is when the Spirit of God gives you confirmation. Opens you to spirit. And gets you aware. And gets you direction. Now that's not to say I don't believe. I believe in church members operating and I've seen people, great people in this church and I can count several of them whose revelation to me has been a major blessing and has helped this ministry and been a major blessing to this house. But I've also, I've also known people who are bold liars. Man, they can lie this thing. I hear me at all. And, and, and may God help you to discern the two. Because sometimes, in any of being prejudiced that everything is a lie, you can actually miss it. What, how do you know? A spirit of discernment. To discern. To get confirmation. To get a word from God. I love that gift. The gift of tongues and interpretation of tongues. The gift of tongues and interpretation of tongues. Someone says, why do you guys pray in tongues? I said, what are you talking about? Good. Tongues. One time I went to an office, a lawyer said to me, Hey, you two, you pray in tongues. I said, Yes, Kanamodua. Good morning. <laughs> You're clapping, this is gonna happen. You know, you know, you know when sometimes people want to make you feel like, you know, let me tell you something. Sometimes pride, pride is our normal problem. You know what brought the devil down some fornication is pride. Be careful about pride. Sometimes people can make you feel like you are so. You know, when God bless you, me, God has blessed me by the grace of God because I know God has, you know, you know I know God has blessed me. When I look at where I was and where I am, I'm, I'm blessed. I mean, it's not for you to say you don't know. You are showing my picture one day, you don't understand. When I look at my, I know God has blessed And sometimes the pride of the devil can make you feel like you have arrived and gotten a place where you can say, oh, I don't do all that stuff. It's because when you, when, you, when you meet people at that level and even they give you the microphone to pray, you don't want to pray in tongues. Ah, why is he praying in tongues? You're just swallow Oh, for the Lord, we thank you. Give me praise and glory. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. No, when I get in my ikidia, udu, ukubudus. Walai, tunimika. So, 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 I met this lawyer. We got into deep conversation. And the guy said, ah, but let me, are you praying? I said, yeah, a fire. You two, I said, yeah. I said, you don't look like, I said, what? Kidia no sutua. Even like a is it, so, so let me ask you a question. Do you, are you, do, how do you say stop and the thing stop? 
Because it's a spirit. I said, why? And the thing he asked me some questions I can't answer. He thinks in his head. I said, you are asking me this question. The spirit of God has the spirit of order. The spirit of God in the beginning, God created heaven and the earth was from void and darkness. And the spirit of God moved. And there was order. There was chaos. The spirit of move and order came. That spirit cannot be a spirit of order. Where there's a service and we're about to preach, we're about to worship, and you're praying in tongues, and you say, Spirit, come. So your tongues can't stop. The Holy Ghost in the spirit of order, He can stop. By the way, the spirit of the prophet is subject under the prophet. I can even hold your prophecy. And but it's a language. And I don't need, I can't, how do I speak English? I can't stop speaking. I can't keep quiet. I mean, don't tell me in the name of the Holy Ghost, you can't. The spirit, the spirit of order. Are you blessed today? Spirit of order. Not order. Somebody said, somebody said, how can we all sound the same? Yes, we can sound the same. When a child is learning how to speak a language, usually the first language he hears, or he or he hears, is what they will begin saying. That's why your tongues can sound like the same thing repetitive. A child will say, mama, 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 dada. That's what he heard first. And the spirit and the flow of the atmosphere you are, what you are hearing is what you usually will say because it's a flow, it's a spirit. It's the same spirit in the atmosphere. I even mean, Don't let anybody confuse you. You pray in tongues. The Bible says, the spirit gives us utterance. We do the speaking. Utterance. Lift on, say, Father. Every hand, say, Father, I activate spiritual gifts. Say, Father, spiritual gifts. Say, be released. Come on, clap and give God a praise right now. The last one I'd like to say quickly, and I release you, is that we, the church, we believe that the church is at war with the devil. We believe that the church is at war with the devil. We believe that the church is, a, is, is in a spiritual warfare against the kind of darkness headed by Satan. To enforce the dominion of Christ who defeated them. I believe that a true church is the church that believes in warfare. Warfare against who? The devil who was defeated, embarrassed, ridiculed, and shamed. The assignment of the church is to enforce the defeat of the devil on the cross. We are at war. Tell somebody, you are too quiet for my lacking this morning. We are at war. We are fighting. What the fight is between the devil and the church. The fight is between light and darkness. It's between Satan and God. And I am a recruit. I am a member of the army of Christ. And whenever I move, my son is to extend the victory of Christ and the defeat of the devil on the cross. I believe in spiritual warfare. I believe that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of, I believe that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. I believe that he made a public Look, give me, give me Colossians, give me Colossians. Blotting out the handwriting of ordinance that was against him, which was controlling to what? He took it out of the way, nailing to his cross. Verses 15 says, and having spoiled principalities. Oh, 
I love that. I love that he used the word, he didn't use the word, he used the word spoil. The word spoil means it's, it's like your phone is spoiled. It means it's useless. He made the devil useless. He reduced them. He spoiled them. Today, as you clap your hand, let the enemy's destruction, let the God that spoiled the devil, we enforce that victory right now. Come on, shout and say yes. We believe the church is at war. We come here Friday night to pray not because we are crazy. We know that we are at war. We do warfare. We do 48 hours. Not because we are crazy. We know we are at war. We preach the gospel. Not because we are crazy. We know we are at war. The devil has captured and conquered many people. Our assignment is to enforce the victory of Christ over the devil and push him back and push him back and push him back and push him back. The psalmist said, God is fighting for us, pushing back the darkness. And today, we push back every darkness in your family, in this nation, in your house. We are the light of the world. The appearance of light is the disappearance of darkness. We are war, but we win always. You're clapping. You're clapping. You're clapping. Which one come? Which one come? Which one come? Come here. Run, 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 run. Let me finish fast. Come with, come with your guys. I need some guys with Richmond. I need some guys. Come, come, come. I need some guys. Run, run, run. I need some guys with Richmond. This guy called Richmond is a gang leader. He's a gang leader. He has been toiling people. Come and toil them. He has been beating people. He, he, they are gang. They've been messing people up. It's okay. It's okay. People are already scared of you. It's okay. <laughs> They've been messing people out. They've been beating people. And everybody's scared of him. He has been terrorizing people. He has been causing harm and havoc. He's committed so much crime. Nobody can touch him. He's been going up and down. Like the other day, the devil, God asked the devil, what have we been up to? He said, we've been going to and fro. We've been looking, we've been said, we've been destroying. For the devil run like a lamb, seeking whom he may devour. And this has been going on for a long time. And the people are all in fear of him. He has terrified many until this man came. Max Billion came and he met him. When he met him, he made a public show of him. He embarrassed him. It's okay, it's okay. Stay right here. He embarrassed him, defeated him, destroyed him, spoiled him. He disgraced him. And therefore, the only name that this man fears. So even though this man is still walking around, walk around, he's still walking around. But he's afraid of this man. So whenever he comes to you and you mention Maximilian, he goes back because he remembers what was done to him and is scared. The devil is a liar. At the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. Come on, rise up and shout and say, Jesus defeated him. Please be seated. So, so, so his victims cannot come through the name of this man and embarrass him. Hear me, church. We are at war. But the victory has already been won on the cross. What we do, therefore, is to enforce it. What is the, why, why must we enforce it? One more direction. One more, one more illustration. I'm done. Come here. So, come here. Junior, come here. So, this man, he committed crimes against this man. He beat him. He did some stuff to hurt him. He came to court. Okay. When he came to court, I'm the judge. This man is the man who brought the case. So, he brought the case. And what happened? What happened is that this, okay, this man is the police. This man is a victim. And this man is a, is a first suspect. Principal criminal. In the name of Jesus, just for illustration. Are you doing at all? 
and then in the case was the case was heard and he was convicted and by the judicial decision an announcement was made by the courts that you are guilty of crimes and you are therefore sentenced to 20 years imprisonment now the sentence has been pronounced by the judge it is written we call it the judgment of the courts does that mean that he's in prison he's been sentenced to what 20 years but he's not in prison because the police officer must pick the judgment and enforce and throw this man in jail. So if this police officer refused to do his work, even though he has been sentenced, he can still go free. You are someone as a believer is a police officer. The word of God is the written judgment. In prayer, you take the judgment and enforce it. If you refuse to do so, you are the reason why the devil is messing around. Yes, you hear me, church? Hear me, church. The place of prayer, therefore, is where we stand in prayer in the court of God and enforce the judgment written. These are the decrees of the watches. Let me tell you something. Do you know a police can be bribed? Not to enforce judgment. Have you ever gotten a judgment of police refused to enforce it before? Today, tomorrow, tomorrow. We don't have men. Men have traveled. We are waiting for our men. <laughs> Back and forth. Only men, 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 up and down. Ten years! The men. You have to evict the guy. There are no police going to evict the guy. Now you have to now go and you have to now go and encourage the police and do handling charges. And you don't have it. Now sometimes you have to you have to even go and get your own car to go and are you there at all? I, that's when that's when the judi not in Ghana by the grace of God. That's when, that's when the judicial system is some way. When the police is bribed, you are in trouble. It means that criminals can still be around and do bad things. You are God's police officer. You have been recruited in the army of God. If you sleep, you've been bribed. If you stop power now, you've been bribed. If you stop prayer, you've been bribed. Because you must enforce what Christ did on the cross. He spoiled them. He made public spectacle and show of them. He spoiled principalities. He spoiled power. He made a show of them openly triumphant over them. Your assignment, therefore, is to enforce. We are at war. Welcome to spiritual warfare where your victory has already been determined we fight from victory unto victory if I will I'll slap my hands your clapping is sick in the house right now thank you for listening to the sermon on God Culture by Gideon Danso we hope this message has blessed you connect with Gideon Danso on any social media platform at Gideon Danso underscore on Instagram on Facebook Gideon Danso and on YouTube, it's Empowerment Worship Center. You can join us in person for any of our Sunday family services, 7 a.m., 9 a.m., 11 a.m., and 6 p.m. We promise you a worship-filled atmosphere that will bless you and your family.